Hey guys, my name is Steve Manette, and I'm here with Mike High. Hey guys. What we're doing, uh, as you may or may not know, is starting a process here at C3 to help men uh, grow, to help men be more like Christ. And uh, our prayer has been for the last several months that you would allow yourself to be challenged would allow yourself to come around some other guys and open yourself up a little bit and um, be courageous and let God do what he's wanting to do. And so with that, uh, we really wanted to kind of share a few things today. We're going to share really what the mission of the men's ministry at C3 is. We're going to talk about kind of the three big rocks that we'll be discussing over the next three weeks. And those are community. They are um, the idea that we're designed to move, and when we don't move, uh, what that's about and how to uh, allow ourselves to get unstuck. And then uh, we're going to explore the concept of legacy, and that uh, we have been designed for good things in all of those areas. So let's start at the top, Mike. Let's start with the mission statement that we've come up with for C3 Men. Can you go through that? Hey, Steve. Yes, absolutely. So so as you know, Christ Community Church has an existing mission statement. And C3 Men, the ministry, uh, the men's ministry of C3, is, is has a mission statement that's almost identical. It's it, But it's germane to men. It's specific to men. So we're a community of men being transformed by God's grace sent to transform other men. And the obvious connection is there is that when a man is transformed, there is a um, a flow of other transformation that occurs. It happens in his relationships with his wife, his kids, at work, and so part of that is this is this endeavor to to create a community, a connected, unified body. What was a, a group of individuals is is now a community. We're part of something bigger. And when we, when we say a community of men, what we're talking about is focus on the issues, the challenges, the designs common to men. Um, and then really the, the issue that I think we probably need to flesh out, Steve, is, is this issue of transformation. Yeah, and that's a word that we hear a lot kind of thrown around, but it's a, as we've talked about it, we've, we've kind of wrestled with it. It's a word that's pretty weighty. Um, and uh, one way to maybe think about it is how it, uh, is different than being than than confirmation or being conformed. Yeah, when when the scripture tells us be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's, you know, we've used the the context of Plato for being conformed. You're squished and molded around another structure, and it's uh, it really has to do with this pressure to be something different. Whereas transformation isn't the same Plato. It's actually more like a, a chrysalis or a, a, a becoming a butterfly from a cocoon. It's a transformational. You are something different. And we are only transformed by the power and love of God. Transformation uh, here that we're talking about is specifically spiritual trans transformation. And that is the, the central expression of God's love for his children. And he hasn't he hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't condemned us to being stuck in a system that just doesn't work, uh, a life that can't change, a heart that is just futile and empty and purposeless and uh, 
pretty much enslaved, non-transformed, he has freed us up to be transformed. And this transformation is, is uh, and this is, this is something Steve and I have talked about sometimes, it's more than intellectual. Hmm. It's why the smartest people in the world aren't necessarily the godliest people in the world. Because there's a part of this that's, that's a heart issue. It's a will issue. It's a choice issue. Being transformed involves more than just an informational exchange. And I think it's important for our 4 by 4 groups to know that, that Steve and Mai's role in this context is less about didactically downloading information to you, less about teaching you, and more about creating some categories, some points of discussion, and in a way that you can meaningfully engage in your four by four groups. Yeah, we're we're really wanting you guys to to take what we talk about and really kind of talk about it in in much the same way together. Wrestle through this idea of transformation. And uh, as we think about transformation, uh, we can't ignore the second part of the mission statement, which is to transform uh, others or transform other men in order to transform the world. So uh, we believe, again, that um, as we are transformed, others around us will be transformed, um, that there's, an, there's a contagiousness, that there's a intentionality about where, um, where we, we kind of relate or, or pass on the things that we're learning uh, to those around us, and uh, it's, it's infectious. Yeah, and the concept of being sent. You know, God God has been transforming the hearts of men from the very beginning. And it is, it, it, God does the transforming, but it's kind of interesting because he the, the primary tool he uses, and he can use uh, everything is a resource for him to use, but his central plan is to use you to do it. Each of us having a purpose, having a, uh, a relationship that actually can help to in the transformation of, of other people. And so as we, as we talk about this, it's going to be central that we're, we're continuing to think about, am I different? Am I becoming different? What is different about me? And we re- really want to start some conversations around those topics. Yeah. And, uh, and the first of those is really the, the idea that we can't be transformed in a vacuum, that we need yeah. Uh, and are designed, really. Um, and you may hear us say that over and over again, um, this concept of, of reflecting on and inspecting and honoring our design. Because God put in us this sense uh, that there's a need for transformation that we, uh, and that we can't do it alone, that we require. Um, he's almost, he has built that into the process, that in order to be transformed, we have to be around other men that are seeking to be transformed too. Uh, several analogies come to mind. Iron sharpening iron. Um, uh, when a brother falls, woe is he who doesn't have another to help him up. You know that idea of, mm-hmm. of having someone around? And so um, you guys uh, are doing that. You have, without knowing much about what uh, we've called you to, you are, are, are in a group together. And so uh, we're asking you to to really kind of let loose some of the preconceived notions that you've had about men's group before. Uh, like Mike said, we're not going to be teaching. Uh, hopefully you'll hear us having a conversation about this stuff 
and and then you can have a conversation much in the same way. So as we, Mike, as we start talking about uh, these three big rocks mm-hmm. that we want to discover together, and uh, and just let you know, guys, these are going to be things that we'll, these three things are going to be what we'll talk about in the next three sessions. So uh, just kind of tee them up. Uh, the first one is relationship, and we kind of talked about that, how we need to be in relationships with one another, community, in order to be transformed and to uh, be an agent of transformation to others. So let's talk just a little bit about um, what that looks like in healthy ways, what uh, we expect from you guys, and yeah. and really maybe even touch on some of the things that you and I have, yeah. have well, I, discovered. I, you know, I, I think... I think each of our groups will have those on a wide uh, spectrum there. Some have really healthy, deep, abiding relationships that have lasted a long period of time. Some are in a, a kind of a challenging uh, place, especially with COVID. I mean, oh my the, goodness. the relationships are just uh, hurting all the way around because we have been denied that, that contact point. And for men, that's a big deal. Sh- having shared experiences where you're, you're going camping together, you're biking together, what, you're, you're experiencing something together, it, 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 um, that's been removed. So, so our groups will be filled with a variety of places in, uh, of where we are with regards to our relationships. There's been several uh, books, articles written about the friendless American male. And we know that it is a challenge for uh, certain men to have healthy relationships with other men. Some of you are investing well into the next generation. Some of you have good peer groups but aren't sure what it is to invest in the next generation. So we see a a lot of different places uh, where our men are. But wherever you are, we're going to talk about how do we have healthy relationships? How do we move in good directions relationally with other men? Yeah, and I, and I, and again, this is very specific type of relationship. We're we're trying to talk about relationships. Again, back to the mission statement, where we are challenging each other towards transformation in the community of men. Uh, like I, I mean, I've got a relationship with my wife. Uh, that's that's different. That's not what we're. I mean, we'll touch on that. But uh, I've got a relationship with my kids. I've got a relationship with clients and coworkers. Um, but the relationship that I have with you, Mike, is something that um, I've enjoyed just kind of developing over the last few years as we've kind of gotten to travel some together and, and explore some things together. Um, I, have, I have found there's, there's been something kind of reawakened in me that kind of left when I started my company. And so uh, some of you may know that I have uh, my own company, and uh, as a web developer, I'm a one-man shop. And the thing that I missed the most, and uh, it wasn't long before I really realized that this was missing, was um, being alone mm. and not having a team. And man, uh, once I started to kind of understand where those emotions were coming from, I didn't really have a way to resolve that. Because God had, I felt like God had called me to this decision to start my own company, but uh, I didn't have a way to resolve that. And so I, I was one of those friendless male Americans, um, and I suffered. And I started to really be able to listen to God and what he was trying to tell me, and that was uh, this, this can't go on for very long. And so um, you and I started to play disc golf together, and we started to hang out more with one another, and, um, and that has that has kind of filled that space. And over the last several weeks, as we've been talking about what we're going to be doing here, um, I've been able to reflect that um, 
that our friendship has really kind of been one of those that's helped me out of that spot of friendlessness. Now, I have acquaintances and I have guys that I know that I can call on, like my neighbor uh, next door. Um, if I ever need anything, I know Clint would be there. Um, but it's different mm-hmm. than having somebody that you can say, man, I'm really struggling being a dad right now. Yeah. Or I don't know uh, if I'm loving my life, my wife well. Can you just, can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. And I do, Steve, I do think that, you know, when you, when you talk about transformation, there is no transformation without healthy relationships. There's just, you can't, you can't get there without having healthy relationships. And we're all in a process We're all nobody does relationships perfectly, but that's what we want to talk about. How can we, wherever you are, how can we get to a, a better place relationally? And so specifically, that's one big rock that we're going to be talking about. Secondly, is this concept that that you and I are built to move in good directions. We're built for movement. As a man, it's synonymous with movement. And we want to we wanna move in a way, relationally, in, in ways that are, are healthy and, and thriving. And yet, boy, it's, uh, it's so easy to become stuck. Yeah. Um, and when I think about being stuck, I, I really, the term 4x4 comes it comes playing in right here where where you're you know, you're going down the trail and you see a, a, some standing water and you go oh, that's probably not that deep and you start into it and all of a sudden you have lost all movement <laughs> you are stuck up to your axles in this goopy messy stuff um, you didn't think it would be a problem but it did it did become one and now all of a sudden you're uh, you're kind of stymied and I know when, when I get stuck in life, whether it's uh, with work or with being a dad or even being a husband, um, there's this sense of helplessness, this sense of weakness. Uh, I feel small. And I know that's not what God wants for me. And for me, it's, it's, it's been this process of knowing when it's time to pull out the phone, <laughs> and call your buddy mm-hmm. that you know has a winch or a long chain and to say, hey, I'm stuck. Yeah, and, and I really think you've touched on the, you know, the first part is admitting you're stuck. And so, and there's lots of different ways to get stuck. You can get stuck in a mud, muddy bog. You can get stuck on a hill climb. You can get stuck just because you got a dead battery. Mm. There's lots of different ways we as men get stuck. But when we get stuck, man, we've, we've got to get unstuck well, how do we do that? How do we how do we move in good relationships in a way that we can get unstuck? Yeah, and the idea of movement is really what I mean. What we're talking about is life. I mean, we're we're moving through life, and uh, there are spots that come along that that challenge us, that threaten to to slow us down, that threaten to challenge our traction and 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 want to to get us stuck, uh, and that's unavoidable. You know, we. We have all been stuck, or maybe better to say, you will get stuck. Yeah. There's, there's not something that you can avoid. <laughs> I love how uh, insurance companies evaluate time in three different ways. One is you are about to have an accident, you have just recovered from being in an accident, or you are currently in an accident. And I, I think of that in terms of stuck. If you are you're either just getting out of being stuck, you're about to get stuck, or you are currently stuck. 
uh, it's unavoidable. Part part of this fallen world is engaging in a world that kind of doesn't work, and relationships don't work like we want them to work. And so, uh, b- part of being a man is understand how to navigate that that stuck place, and yeah. that's something we're gonna we're gonna have some deep conversations about. Yeah, um, and just to put a finer point on this, we are not meant to stay in the mud. We are not meant. We're not designed. God did not design us to stay stuck. And so um, uh, we are excited that you guys are are together, uh, and we just encourage you to kind of use that relational opportunity to talk about um, life, whether you're stuck, whether you're where you're moving, uh, wherever you are in that process. And so uh, that brings us to kind of the final big rock that we wanted to talk about, and that we'll talk about later. And that is God has destined us for a legacy. And you said something to me the other day, Mike. You said you're gonna you're gonna leave a legacy whether you whether you know it or not. <laughs> it's gonna be one that is fruitful and long lasting, or one that is um, um, destructive and remembered for kind of the uh, the ill intent of it. Yeah, we all we all leave a legacy of some form or another, and that's a that's a big deal. I mean, God says I've set eternity in their hearts, meaning that unless we're about doing something, investing our lives in a way that matters, that we make a difference, we make a dent, that we're about something that lasts for eternity, like relationships. Um, unless we're doing that, we, we feel purposeless, we feel empty. Uh, there's, a, there's a part of us that kind of slowly dies. And you know, it, it's interesting, those three categories, when, when Paul was addressing uh, those in Athens, he, he came in, in uh, Acts 17, he came and he looked around, he surveyed, and there were all these idols. And they were worshiping things made of wood and bronze. And, and he declares, he says, men of Athens. And in uh, 17, Acts 17, 28, he says this, For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. And he brings us back to that the central place that in God we live. There's a, there's a sense of being alive. And our lives matter in him. We're, we live and then we move. We're built to move in good ways. And then thirdly, we have our being. Our identity is rooted in him. It's not rooted in some of these things that are so fleeting, but we cling to, but they're so fleeting. So really, that's kind of our thematic verse for these four by four groups. And it comes out of Acts seventeen twenty-eight. Yeah, so uh, just to kind of wrap up, guys, um, what we're asking you to do is to relax. What we're, what we're asking you to do is to allow the environment that you have been given uh, by agreeing to be in one of these groups and to listen to uh, Mike and I chat a little bit, but to just relax and allow uh, some interesting and some God-focused conversations to happen in your midst. And um, be expectant for God to show up and to do something that he's not done before. You know, we also use the term catalyst. Uh, as Mike has talked about these things, and I've talked, trying to describe what we're going to be doing, we use this idea of, of creating a catalytic environment. And I remember uh, back in the days when I took uh, chemistry, the definition of a catalyst was um, uh, something that you added to a chemical reaction that sped up the process but didn't in and of itself change the result. Um, so some of you chemists out there may 
well, that's not exactly right, but that's the idea, is that, is that um, God will, he cares enough about you to not allow you to do life alone. He will um, move men into your life, and that's either going to be a pleasant experience or it can be an unpleasant one. And what you guys have chosen, thankfully, is to willfully, expectantly get together and to, and to give it a chance. And so what we're asking you to do is to allow the Spirit to be that catalytic um, agent in your, in your group to move you down that journey of, of discovering what it means to, to be in community, what it means to move through life in healthy ways, mm-hmm. and then to, to be intentional about that long-lasting eternal legacy that yep. he wants you to have. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. And the, you know, when you think about the essence of transformation is this concept of change. And yet it has been said that men hate change. And I, I actually think it's more accurate to say that men hate the way others try to change them. And mm-hmm. so even as we get together with each other, um, understand that this is a, it's a process. It's a discussion. It's uh, obviously we want God to do the changing, but he's going to use each other to speak into our, each of our lives and to provide a, a, a sense of connection, a sense of the living out the one anotherings uh, that the scripture talks about, mm-hmm. where we can love one another, confess our sins one to another, encourage one another, uh, persevere. There's there's this context of how do we how do we do that, and that's what we're trying to uh, dialogue over to get the conversations be started, so that we might actually allow God to be involved in transformation. Yeah. So um, put down your pencils, <laughs> uh, relax, and just start to talk with one another. Um, COVID has prevented us from doing this, and so we've gotten an opportunity here to be with each other and to start to dialogue about, about what it means to be transformed by His grace. So we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we'd love to hear the stories about how your groups are going. And so uh, send those in. Let us, let us know. Let us hear about what's going on. Um, so until next time, uh, Mike and I uh, say uh, thanks for uh, being willing to uh, partner with us on this journey. And we're praying for you guys. We want the Holy Spirit to be part of the process with you. And so um, uh, we love you and we're excited for you. When we, uh, we just want to sign off by something that Mike used to say all the time, um, walk worthy. <laughs>